this is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to coffee number five. My coffee's ready. It's getting a little cold today because it's really chilly in LA. But anyway, I was thinking when I started working in marketing with my own agency and I decided that I want to work with wellness and beauty because this is something that was super attractive to me and not only understand uh, how, because let's face it, looking good, make it feel good. And we all want to be the best we can be. And we want to look at the mirror and, and feel confident and that we are ready to face the world. So today I invited uh, Michelle Emick to join me. Okay, Michelle, welcome and explain us a little <laughs> bit about their story because there's so much out there. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Um, yes, I did. Um, I did have a coaching business. I don't I don't do it now. It's more on just um, if someone calls me and asks me questions, I'll answer them. But I I had a coaching business, which was um, the genesis of that was a 20-year career in the field of aesthetics, primarily working with plastic surgeons. I yep. worked with a lot of national chains, and I also worked with private practice physicians. And um, it was a it was a tremendous experience. And through those years, I learned really the good, bad, and ugly um, of plastic surgery. And I wanted to take my expertise, um, which was non-medical but be able to to transfer that and provide consumers the information they they would need to know to have a good patient experience. And that was really what my MD was all about, um, is those one-on-one -on -one consultations to, to set the patient up for success. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there, and um, it is difficult for even um, a private practice when you're competing against the big, you know, national chains. Um, it is a business. So, I was able to provide that insight, and I also did that through my book that I wrote, um, which is Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Coach. And uh, it was that, you know, that book meant a lot to a lot of people because I think, again, there was just so much um, confusing and conflicting information out there. So that was really the um, message that I was sending in addition to the thousands of women that I coached over the years. And having so much emphasis on the outside, which yes, the outside matters. But at the end of the day, you can have all the procedures you want and the services, but you have to do the work on the inside. And that is what I learned. And that was the message of Blue Collar Beauty. And um, I, you know, I, after having success with the book, I thought, how can I um, expand this message? How can I have the expertise in plastic surgery? There's so many people out there that can be a source of information on all things beauty and wellness. So let's find those people. Let's get the questions answered that the the everyday consumer wants to know and needs to know. And we'll do that and we'll be able to do it in a thoughtful way. And so it's really kind of that's that's really the the foundation of how um Ask Us Beauty magazine started. That's beautiful. And I mean I've been looking at your magazine and, and looking a bit of it about the book and your story. But my question is this, because I, I do the marketing part. I know I have to learn the treatments. I have to understand the surgeries in order to put the marketing out there. And I what I learned that not every surgery fits everyone. That's correct. And that consultation with the doctor is so important that this is something I always tell my clients, my doctor clients, like, most of the surgeons, they're going to, all of them are going to perform similar surgeries. 
but the individual is who is different and as a doctor, but also as a patient. So you need to feel like it, that connection with the doctor that you choose. Yes. And I, and I spent a lot of time over those years um, coaching physicians. I used to say, you know, they, they may have their Harvard degree, but in Stanford degree, but they, they, they didn't get those soft selling skills and they really didn't know how to, you know, connect one-on-one -on -one and how that's so important to the, the experience is everything to the patient. They want to walk out feeling good about the decision. They're spending a lot of money. Um, you know, their, their life is in the hands of this, the surgeon. So I would spend a lot of time coaching them, but in terms of, you know, marketing, it's interesting because again, I, as I mentioned, I work for national chains and then the small practice and, um, you know, sometimes, you know, the one with the money tends to be the one that, um, you know, gets the business. So we had to get creative and there's so many great surgeons out there that they don't have that business background. So they don't even fully understand how important marketing is to their business. Oh, oh my God. It's so important. Uh, not only how you explain the treatments and how you sell the treatments, also how you portray the doctor. Mm hmm yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and when it comes to treatments, I mean, there's some great ones out there. Um, but, you know, it depends. It's it's who has that marketing push that's out there promoting it. And that's why it's so important for the consumer to do their research, because, you know, that piece of equipment, somebody has to pay for that. So a lot of times if you go into certain places, they're pushing something that may not be the best fit for you as, as a patient. And so that's one of the reasons why I would do what I did because I'm like, this is not a one size fits all. And just because, you know, your girlfriend had that doesn't mean that's the best option for you. So uh, we're big on, you know, having you know, having people go in for several consultations, not just one and really be thoughtful on your decision. I I'm so glad that you say that because I, I see that a lot of the practices, they're investing money in devices. So they're very expensive. Yes. And of course, they need to pay those devices. So many times they push those devices. And I'm going to give you an example because it's something that I like to test places where I go to. And maybe yes. after this episode, I cannot do it anymore. But uh, I lost a lot of weight. So this is little fluffy here under my chin. I have that little thing. And I know that there's no device that it will be able to deal with that. That needs surgery. And but they're always trying to sell me something. They're always trying to sell me some oh magical procedure that I never try and it will work. Yeah. Well I mean the way the way I would explain it to you know the consumer if i was someone that i was coaching i i really look at everything as a scale so if scale of one to ten one meaning very minimal result ten meaning you're going to get a fantastic result if you're looking to have a non-surgical procedure and you have a loose skin will it do something sure it may do a little bit but you're looking at that you know one two three range is that worth it because at the end of the day if you have loose skin that if you want it tightened you need to have it removed and any great plastic surgeon Plastic surgeons know that. So, you know, I don't want to discredit. There's there's plenty of, you know, pieces of equipment out there that claim things, but you can never replace, you can't replace it with surgery. Surgery is is going to give you the, the you know, 8, 9, 10. So why the range? Why the range in plastic surgeon that the same surgery would be $5,000 or $20,000? Meaning why do they, yeah. like why do the doctors, same procedure charge different things? Yes. Well, a lot of that can be 
the doctors can charge whatever they want. A lot of it comes down to their experience. You know, there's some doctors that, you know, if they've done, you know, 500 facelifts as opposed to the doctor that's done five and they have great outcomes, they, they can charge more. But it's the same procedure. Well, everyone's technique is a little different, but yes, ultimately, it, yeah. yes, same thing. Um, but the, you want to look at everything, not just, I mean, obviously the result is so important, but it really is every step, the pre and post-surgical um, should be looked at. The team, you know, the, that aftercare is huge. Um, and then I always tell people, make sure to look at before and after photos as well. Yeah, I always also tell people, look at the office, talk to the office managers, talk to the front desk, because in aftercare, you might have questions. So you want someone who's going to pick up the phone. You want to find someone who's going to be there for you, that they have, maybe the doctor is not available, but that you have a nurse that will answer the phone for you and answer questions. Okay. Absolutely. All of the above. So what are the things that people should be considering as a warning or a red flag when they're looking for a surgeon? Well, obviously one would be, I mean, you want to make sure that you meet the doctor. That That's crucial. And there are places that have that where they don't um, up until the day of surgery, which that should never happen. Um, that you don't feel rushed. That's a big one. You really want to be able to, um, you know, feel comfortable in that environment. And you can also research uh, the surgeon's background, make sure there's no, you know, nothing on the record that you might need to know about. Again, marketing can do a lot of things. I know plenty of doctors, um, even when we talk about magazines, which is again, one of the reasons I can, I can go into many about why we have Ask Us Beauty, but um, I've, I can't tell you how many doctors I've seen featured in magazines and we all know, and everybody out there who's watching that knows the industry, we all know there's doctors that are featured because they paid 20, 30, $40,000 to get a spot in a magazine. And I mean, we all know, we're like, I've never let that doctor touch me. So, and you know. that's not even PR, that's called paper plate, uh, which to me, it's seriously a red flag. Someone who needs to, I, I never do that for my clients, very unique situations, but I, but I find it like it's borderline, not ethical to get interview for something that you didn't do or highlight something that is empty there. You want yeah. the Well, thing. it happens all the time. And, you know, and I think that's one of the things it's just, it's disheartening because you think, why wasn't this person vetted or it's just about money? You know, that's sad. Yeah. So let's move to us Beauty. Tell us about us Beauty. How it came about, I mean, you told us a little bit about that, but uh, how, because I see so many, uh, I, I, I'm looking right now and you guys should be looking at the screen and I'm looking like you're featuring Kendra Scott. So what is Ask Beauty about? What do you Ask, feature? What happens to your articles? Absolutely. Our Ask Us Beauty is a platform. I always say it's a platform of positivity, but it it is all things beauty and wellness. And our goal is to showcase beauty in all its forms. I, again, after spending so many years in the industry, there is so, first and foremost, the unrealistic um, images that were put out there. I had coached thousands of women. They do not look like the picture that's on the front of the plastic surgeon's website with, and it's all the same. It's the woman with very thin six pack abs, no cellulite, long hair, big lips, those weren't the women I was meeting with. 
I was meeting with everyday women that wanted to look and feel their best. So one, I wanted something that would show images of everyday beauty, women in all, you know, all sizes, shapes, forms. Um, I think a place for, as I mentioned about small business, if you don't have a big marketing machine pushing you out there, small businesses, whether it's plastic surgeons or any business, it's hard for them to compete. So we wanted a platform for that. And then also the misinformation, which again was the catalyst of, of you know, my book and, and to the magazine. I have the background in plastic surgery that I can educate people, but we've become you know, a world where everything is a highlight reel and everything is influence based, right? So this person, we don't know what's true. Um, you know, and so for really the magazine is primarily midlife women. Um, I'm about to turn 50, but for the most, our demographic is women and people that want authenticity and they want stories that are going to educate, empower, and inspire them, which are our pillars. And so we really look for individuals that um, can do one, one or not all three of those things. And those are the people that we choose to feature. Uh, we want it to be uplifting and um, we want to walk away feeling good. And as I said, feeling educated and feeling empowered. And that that's how we go. That's how we choose everyone that goes into the magazine. Uh, but I also see like you have the space to find an advisor, how the advisory works. So if you're interested in being an advisor, this is again, a spot for someone who's maybe a small, maybe they're a coach and they're just getting started and they want to have some type of, um, you know, they want to have some visibility because visibility is very difficult. And I, I've been learning as I go because I know that media attracts media. And so you have to, you have to get yourself out there and not everybody can afford, you know, PR, that, that would be nice, but, and some people that do have PR. So we want to be able to have, we have a directory online. Um, we have opportunities for people if they want to write um, and blog on our site. So we try to we try to give, you know, space to everyone that, that can showcase their skills. That's amazing. And so this is, will cover that um, coaching aspect, coaching MD. It's a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of everything, right? So we have aesthetic, you know, advisors. We have wellness coaches. We have um, life coaches. We have um, psychologists. You know, it's really anyone in that anyone in that space that falls into beauty and wellness, because again, we believe beauty comes in all forms. It's in our professional lives, our personal passions, our health, our wellness, our friends, family. People just automatically assume when they think beauty, they think makeup and hair. And, and while those things are great, beauty comes from the inside out. And every single person that we have interviewed, when we ask that question, it always is the same. It's like this beauty radiates from within and all those things. So we really want to push that message. Uh, and this, that's great. But also, I'm not going to be naive and say that it doesn't matter how you look. It does matter. It, yeah. does matter. it does matter when you feel dressed and you feel the, all those things empower you. I always say that uh, I might laugh about this, that I, before I went a meeting, lipstick. Yes. It and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's that's the thing, like it's, we always say, you know, it's do you define beauty on your own terms. If you want to have plastic surgery, have plastic surgery. If you want to go fresh faced and you're all natural, it's, you know, let's remove the judgment and let's educate people and let's put out the positive and showcase, again, people and beauty in all its forms. We don't, you know, that's one of the things we are, we pride ourselves on is showing people from different backgrounds and different stories. And yeah. that's really resonated with our community. 
And also, I mean, all these beauty treatments and including surgery is mutual is to correct or make you feel better in certain angle or a certain aspect of your physique. But for some people, it's a never ending story. Well, I was going to say, Laura, it's, you know, being in that 20 years in that space, it is highly addictive because you just start obsessing with what's next, what's next, more, more, more. And, you know, at some point you have to stop and really say, again, ask yourself the questions. Um, because if you don't do the work on the inside, it's you're never going to feel good on the outside. And the truth is, you're going to age. That's, yeah, that's true. And it happens. So the only thing you can do is to age and to learn how to age graciously. Uh, what I learned being in the beauty industry, for example, is like I was going to, before I was in the beauty industry, I was going to a, a mall and say, okay, I need a cream. What can I get? And I will buy whatever they would recommend me. And I didn't know about the ingredients. I didn't, I wasn't reading and I didn't know what I needed for my type of skin, for my age. And since I started learning that and I started using what I needed and not what someone was selling me, my skin changed completely. 100%. And that's exactly right. It's about because you took the time to educate yourself and find out because Again, I mean, we talk about clean beauty and people hear those words and we know that, we know there's, there's a whole, that's a whole conversation, but um, we want to know what we're putting on our face, putting in our body, whether it's what we eat, what we wear, you know, all those things. It's really about educating. We just didn't know, you know, it's like when you know better, you do better. Well, we want to know. And I don't want to get caught up on somebody who's uh, doing a TikTok video that is being paid to push a product that I, you know, do you know, and that's what, that's what it's come to. People don't know. They're like, oh, this person said it was great. And then it was not great for well, them. It so. was great for them, maybe. Yes, great for them. They're not great for me. Right. Exactly. But also there are so many devices out there that I found the feel that they're great. And that's the first great step before you commit to a surgery. Absolutely. And there's a, there's a whole demographic of people that aren't ready to take the leap into surgery. So there are alternatives. People just need to know. And the market that I dealt with, a lot of them, I mean, some had, yeah, some have discretionary income where they can be like, hey, I don't care what I spend. But there's a lot of people, they spend every dollar that they have. They need to know what they're getting. They don't need to walk out getting, you know, liposuction if they really need a tummy tuck. That's, you oh, know. That, that's a huge one. Like, yeah. And, and you're going to tell me that you need a, procedure that's going to freeze the fat. I won't name names, but like, because somebody said, oh yeah, this is going to work for you. And I just spent, you know, five, $6,000 of my hard earned money. And they're, they're unhappy because they didn't get, it was a, it was a, you know, unrealistic expectation. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about those devices. There are a lot of those devices. First of all, the devices are there preventive. Some other devices, when you have something to correct, it's a different story. And there are some things that it's inevitable that if you need surgery, you need surgery. The devices, like you were saying, it, uh, doing a lip, liposuction won't help you with the saggy skin. Right. But if you go to somewhere that doesn't have maybe a doctor on staff or you're not meeting the you're not meeting a doctor or say it's a med spa, who are you meeting with? Yeah. You're, you're meeting with a consultant. Yeah. You're not meeting with a doctor. And that consultant is getting paid a commission. So, 
The same with the post-op uh, or post-treatment upsells. Yes. Like the other, yes. The other day, I was in the middle of a treatment of microneedling, and they were trying to push me to buy more products, and they're expensive products. And I was like, why are you doing this? First of all, in the middle of a procedure. That's not how it's done. No. And well, so yeah, I mean, they're, they have metrics that they're trying to hit and they're, they're looking at, and again, this was, this is the business behind it, right? You know, how many people call, how many people book an appointment, how many show, how many convert, how many are upsold. I mean, this is, this is the way it works just because it's, it's, uh, you know, a medical industry, it's still, it's still driven by the dollar. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, uh, Michelle, thank you so much for your insights. I think a lot of people are going to love this episode and probably they're going to hit you up with some more questions. Uh, but thank you, everyone. I'm going to put all your chapter notes here um, about the Ask Us Beauty and how people can get into the magazine. Remind me, there are hardcover that they can get, but also there are articles that they can get on the website. Yeah, it's digital and print, and we have a lot of our articles that are um, right on the website that you can read. But um, yeah, we would love your support. Subscribe to us. And uh, we are we celebrate two years in June. We are yeah. women owned, independently owned. Um, very proud of that. And we're disrupting the industry. That's amazing. Congratulations. And you guys, you know, ask us beauty and you'll get more in the chapter notes. Thank you so much for being here. And I will see you again for more coffee number five next week. Find everything you need at larashmoisman.com or in the episode notes right below. Don't forget to subscribe. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.